Hey, Naomi. Hey, Bex. Knock, knock. Who's there? Anna. And the apocalypse? No. Anna who? Anna Partridge in a pear tree. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. It's a good one, right? That was a good one. Thanks. Mm -hmm. I, I like thought we need some brightness and some joy before this episode. Let's I know. <laughs> and it's only day three of the seven days. Oh, oh. My goodness. <laughs> Welcome, Welcome to Jingle, Jingle Bells. Bells. I'm Bex. And I'm Naomi. And we're here to talk about christmas movies because it is christmas every day here at jingle bells this week happy christmas happy christmas we're getting there we are we are um welcome to day three of our seven days of christmas series uh as we mentioned before already and i suppose we'll mention it every episode we're not doing 12 days this year we're only doing seven yep that's it that's all you're getting today (laughs) just seven or not seven just today but just i'm not explaining it anymore we're doing seven i'm tired just let it happen (laughs) we're just doing seven like you don't worry just doing seven days if you are using this to measure your countdown to christmas uh then i have to tell you that it is time to go and do your christmas shopping oh yeah and buy some stuff go get your friends some prezzies go buy make go get start defrosting that turkey guys we're Mm -hmm. getting close to the big day yeah um actually kind of speaking of your christmas shopping and whatnot if you're joining us here on december 18th we do have a few blog posts out at the moment including a holiday shopping roundup a little bit tailored to edinburgh but you know you can still shop online with these people and hopefully your christmas deliveries will get in there uh in time bex always wants to know what you're getting your nans so just tweet at us at jingle bells pod and let us know please and also what you're getting (laughs) your dog because i Mm -hmm. i mean naomi's right now because she's more clever than me but i i put some things that that might recommend what you could get your dog including Mm -hmm. a link to get your dog a little lion toy if you want to channel the queen regent of christmas Yay! yay the one and only mariah carey in case you're joining us for the first time today and if you're joining us for the first time today Go back and listen to our All I Want for Christmas Is You episode. We have a lot of fun. (laughs) We do. We do have a lot of fun. We're going to have less fun today, I think. Um, The movie Mm -hmm. we're talking about today is My Dad's Christmas Date. Mm -hmm. uh, It sounded really fun. Mm. Uh, We'll get into it. (laughs) Um, I think we're going to lead over to uh, Naomi doing the the wonderful synopsis with a little bit of Billy Joel. Are we ready? Oh! It's enough this time. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. So yeah, we're talking about my dad's Christmas date today. Um where where to start? Do I want to start? Yes, I absolutely do. Um, a 16-year-old girl tries to play matchmaker for her widowed father during Christmas time to help them both move forward from the sudden and tragic death of her mother two years earlier. It is pretty accurate, but it's also not super accurate. Um, weirdly, yeah. this is our second film that features catfishing this year. Um, festive, what a festive tradition <laughs> right? this is becoming. So, Christmas catfish. 
<laughs> a girl who might be 16, I'm not sure she is, catfishes a bunch of women posing as her dad. David, her dad, is very confused by all of the women randomly approaching him at places he just happens to be at with his daughter. There's a big old bust up with his daughter Jules and everyone she loves, but it's all made okay again when her dad wraps his scarf around her after they make peace. Yeah. That's kind of the film. <laughs> yeah, it's um it's a bit hef- heavy. Mhm. Um there's a lot of questionable choices. Mhm. It's very very English. Yes. I wouldn't even say it's British. I would just say it's very English uh, mm-hmm. in terms of the fashion and like some of the the habits that happen in it. Um we we'll talk about we'll yeah. talk about it all. Um yeah, I mean like kind of get through our information and stuff. So there's kind of like two main characters, to be honest. Um, so it's David and Jules. But Jeremy Piven is uh, David. He's best known for his role as Ari Gold in Entourage. But he's also been in Spy Kids, Old School. And he's also in ITV's Mr. Selfridge. I think he might be the title role in Mr. Selfridge. I'm yeah, not he sure. Is. It's, uh, Mr. Selfridge is actually surprisingly good. Okay. I would uh, recommend it. Yeah, I saw it a cool. couple of years ago, I think. I think I was ill. You know when you're ill and you're like, I just need something on Netflix to watch. <laughs> I always go to a period piece and he was, uh, yeah, I think he was pretty yeah. good. But yeah, yeah. you recognise him as that guy from that stuff. Like he was the yeah. uh, dean in old school, for example. So, you know, oh, that's, right, that's yeah. what he is. Mm-hmm. Um, he has been in things. He's been in stuff <laughs> and things. Um, yeah. And then we've got Olivia May Barrett as Jules. She's actually just like a classically trained actress, it appears so far. Um, she trained at the Italia Conti Academy of Theatre Arts. But she has been Penny in Penny on Mars and Alex and Co. on the Disney Channel as well. So I think this is like her first sort of film role um, outside of the Disney Channel, um, which is what I gather. Anyway, this is filmed and set in York in England. So it is across the whole city of York. Like I've been there a couple of times and I did recognize a lot of the stuff that was was in there. I was like, oh yeah, that's Mm -hmm. a cathedral. Cool. Exactly. so yeah, it was not maybe like in the way that the holiday does Christmas in England quite nicely. This yeah. was trying to do that and hit it most of the time. I feel yeah, it, it kind of had some. It, it kind of reminded me of some of the stuff of Anna and the Apocalypse, mm-hmm. where it was like mm-hmm. you know the school uniforms and this and that, and it's yeah. very like you know Jules is sixteen. I mean, I don't think the actress no. playing her was sixteen. I, uh, I, I feel like she didn't look too 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 much older than 16 mm. but like she definitely wasn't 16 no um and you know i, I kind of felt it was weird that the dad was american mm. don't really understand mm. that particular choice it doesn't come it's not like they they say that they met in america or anything mm. it doesn't really come up uh it seems a bit irrelevant and his like ex-girlfriend is also english so i'm yeah. like well, how long have you been in england why do you still have such a strong american accent i'm a bit confused but mm-hmm. you know whatever uh no vanessa hudgens no good as far as I'm concerned, she she can do a lot better than this movie. Um, but it was it was very festive. Uh, we had a lot of like you know there was Christmas carols, a choir rehearsal. Mm-hmm. They uh, 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 I, I don't want to say tree decorating, but I don't think they actually did that. I think that was just a hallucination. We'll talk about it. Christmas party, yeah. trees, busking. There was art exhibitions and lights and Christmas dates of all mm-hmm. sorts and natures. Um, Oh, and they start at the Christmas market, which really reminded yeah. me of the Edinburgh Christmas market until they bought stuff. And I went, well, no one actually buys anything from the Christmas market. <laughs> Everything's horrendously overpriced. 
The yeah. only thing you buy from a Christmas market is boiling hot mulled wine that's been mm. scalded for five pounds in a shitty cup and you carry it around for ages and ages and ages and ages until it's cool enough to drink. Yeah. Yeah. Or until it yeah. freezes over lightly. Uh. Yeah, until there's like a little frosty <laughs> frosty lid. Yeah, I mean, it was really, really festive. Um, there were 50 trees by 30 minutes. So, you know, like okay. there's still quite Pretty a reasonable. decent amount. Um, even though they had a wreath and lights up outside their house, but no tree inside. Although mm-hmm. I do feel that Jules does decorate the tree because she goes searching for the Christmas decorations. And I think that's how the oh, tree decoration happens. Yeah. Yeah. Because, um, like, obviously, the tragic story of this film is the main plot. It's not like our usual kind of Christmas films where you know a, a dead parent is kind of like a side note to that character's story and then they've yeah. moved on by 20 years this is really fresh um yeah. you know and and, and you can feel well, it because yeah. she's so young and it keeps mm-hmm. getting bought up and like it's that kind of it's it, it's quite awkward it um, is yeah i mean it's it's more awkward because he is haunted by the ghost of his dead wife <laughs> <laughs> yes very much it was a very strange choice like it was definitely a strange choice because i would have understood them having that more if they'd used it more but they only used it a couple of times kind of at the start of yeah. the film whereas like if you're gonna have if you're gonna have a christmas ghost much like yeah. last christmas use yeah, them I throughout the whole immediately film immediately drew that comparison <laughs> i was like this better not be another last christmas situation right? but yeah he's haunted by the actual mm-hmm. ghost of his dead wife only mm-hmm. in a few moments what would have been the thing is it's like if you're gonna do it use a tool like this mm-hmm. it, it really needs to be intentional there needs to yeah. be some kind of you know progression with it like what it's got to be is that mm-hmm. he's always looking for his wife in the corner and he's always mm-hmm. waiting for her mm-hmm. to be there and like obviously you know it takes a long time to get over especially if it's a very sudden um, bereavement it's always mm-hmm. gonna you know everyone grieves at their own rate there is no rush for it yeah but agreed. if you do have a daughter to look after there is some certain responsibility there mm-hmm. and your wife is probably of going to have wanted you to be focused more on ensuring yeah. that your daughter's upbringing is the best that it possibly can be now obviously it's very difficult they have mm-hmm. a co- quite a confrontational relationship the yes. daughter is 16 which means that she is very opinionated because as we have said in previous episodes teenage girls are the worst um <laughs> and it's it's very difficult to be a teenager uh-huh. um i can't remember which episodes we spoke about this but i'm sure we've spoken about it many times mm-hmm. um it is hard to be be a teenager um he's like mm-hmm he doesn't really know how to engage with her properly yeah she is immediately assuming the worst of everything that he says they're you know in a car having this chat um mm-hmm. i i really didn't like him very much um because it was it felt like there were moments where he was trying to like he was being patronizing yeah and but he was trying to blame her for the fact that he didn't know how to speak to his daughter and i was yeah. like well you know that's something she is the child you are the adult like mm-hmm. if you know what i mean it's like you have a responsibility to be the bigger person in that situation because she's not going to do it because she's 16 mm-hmm. so like yeah it's it, it's kind of difficult it was um and you know obviously the whole point of it was to, to highlight that they have a a, a fractured relationship mm-hmm. and that's like the the movie love story isn't really about him yeah. finding finding a new pattern or her falling in love or anything it's mm-hmm. about them realizing their connection together and rebonding as a yeah. as a unit of people who have 
both been through a similar experience of tragedy, mm-hmm. um, both don't know how to deal with it, but want to support each other through it. And that's like yeah. the overarching message, which is very nice, but mm-hmm. it's not very festive. Uh, it's not very cheerful <laughs> and jolly for what we were kind of, you know, we thought it was going to be like funny, funny, like, oh, my mom died when I was three. Like, I don't really know anything. Like, da-da-da-da. Here's my dad's dating, like my dad's finally agreed to let me set up a dating profile for him. And I'm going to sit in the background with my best friend of all these restaurants while he's on these dates. Yeah. Coach him of how to be on these dates and i thought that's mm-hmm. how it was going to be like it was gonna there was going to be a cool I, i'm already fixing the movie and we haven't even got into yeah. all of the problems <laughs> with it but um i i really i really thought yeah. from it it was going to be you mm-hmm. know not a recent bereavement it was going to mm-hmm. be plenty of time for everyone to have moved on from what it is that they're looking for yeah. and to have uh you know to be in the place where he goes you know i wanted it to be that they had a good relationship mm-hmm. and that she she is going off to college or mm-hmm. uni or whatever and she goes well i don't want you to be at home all alone and he's like i won't be all alone i've got jared the cat right and whatever yeah, and yeah. like you know for them to for it to be a mutual respect thing and for it to yeah. be a sort of uh, an idea that she came up with convinced Mm -hmm. him on and that she's gonna like you know there'll be a nice montage where he comes down for the first date and he looks horrendous and is dressed for a date and she like takes him shopping and it's all about him learning that she's not this little girl Mm -hmm. anymore Mm -hmm. and but her learning that her dad is a person and he's gonna have his own opinions that are different from hers and that's all good and then growing together to be like being separate is good because we still have each other even though there's distance yeah that's what i wanted the movie to be about it was but not it wasn't. <laughs> no, it was much, much more somber than that. Like this, as the thing is, it looks like it should be a rom com, but what it actually is is more like a drama. Um, yeah, and that's the thing is there is a lot of drama. Like, you know, he gets he goes out on one of the dates and he comes back and he's drunk and he breaks a glass and Jules comes down to help. Like she's also had a crappy time. Her boyfriend's cheated on her at a party that she went to. You know, no one's happy. It's actually quite obvious that she's been crying and I get that the dad is drunk, but I'm also like, pick up on the fact that your daughter I mean, like she's wearing blue eyeliner and it's smeared down her face. Like, you know, use your eyes. Exactly. And like, that's the thing is like, neither one of them is particularly sympathetic to each other. And that's where the festivities like really don't come through in this film. Because like, you're right, if there had been more time and space for that hurt to breathe, but then that's not the story they wanted to tell, obviously, then they would have maybe had more time to connect. They would have maybe had more time to have their feelings as well. Because like, you know, not really sure who David is talking to about the loss of his wife other than his ex-girlfriend slash best friend. Yeah, but like who's also going through her own crappy time, but we'll get to that. Yeah, which he maybe. never asks about. No, right? But, but yeah, um, but like Jules is talking to the guidance counselor, who is so awkward. He can't even like say to her. He's like, you know, the thing that happened to yeah, blah blah, and then she's like, yeah, my mum. And yeah, he, when my mum died. Yeah. yeah, and it's just there's lots of that throughout this film, and that's okay. Like, it would be absolutely fine. Yeah. I will say there was there was there was one moment in the film that I did actually quite enjoy mm-hmm. and I thought was like a real sort of more honest moment. Mm-hmm. Um was when she so she is doing a survey for school. Um obviously <laughs> it's actually filling out his dating profile. Yeah. Um and it's like she's asking him some questions about like you know, you know, his height, his weight, his blah, blah, blah. Like all of the mm-hmm. stuff that is normally in a dating profile. And then when he finds out it's for school, he's like, oh, change that book to War and Peace. Like change this <laughs> to this, like blah, blah, blah. And he's like making jokes about everything. And it's like, that felt yeah. really like, 
you know, it's dad humor, which obviously mm-hmm. is very cringe to a teenager, mm-hmm. um, but did feel like quite honest and, yeah. and real in terms of like what a dad would say in that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, do not set up a dating profile for anyone without their permission. That is mm-hmm. really fucking shit. Yes, it is. Absolutely. And that is very much the thing with the majority of this film. Like, if it had been what you said and there'd been more of a montage and they'd gone out shopping and, like, maybe they'd met somebody and she was like, oh, what about this person or whatever. But instead, she sets him up on all these dates and she then pretends to want to spend time with her dad, which I think is actually where a lot of the conflict comes from. But it's to get him on these dates with these women. But they're in the most random places. Like, they're in an art gallery and a woman walks up to him. They go to, like, some stately home and another woman walks up to him. And, like, it's just... It's dicey. Like, we already touch on this, like, with Love Hard and the fact that that is entirely about catfishing anyway. Yeah. But this is, like, non-consensual catfishing. Not that any catfishing is consensual anyway, but do you know what I mean? Like, it's really... Yeah, I mean, it's one thing to be like, I am a person who is choosing to catfish someone. Yeah. And it's another thing to find out that your picture is being used by your daughter to set Mm -hmm. you up with people. And especially, I think it's really like, I would be really annoyed because Mm -hmm. she has spent the whole time being like, why have you got to stick your nose in my life and you don't Mm -hmm. have a say and why are you doing all of this and blah, blah, blah. And then she's literally set up a dating profile for him and is trying to pair him off with random women. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't really understand why, like, no. why she chose to do that. Like, it doesn't really make sense to me of why she had the motivation yeah. to do that. Like, that's why I, I would have liked it to be, you know, what I, I kind of mm-hmm. suggested, where it is a more of a more consent one consensual because mm-hmm. I never feel like it's good to good conflict in a movie if it's something that just wouldn't happen in yeah. real life and shouldn't happen in real life. Like, mm-hmm. I always feel like that's not necessarily a good place yeah. to start if you want to create sort of a, a, a joyful fun mm-hmm. commentary on this thing mm-hmm. um oh, yeah it just there's nothing uh... joyful about this film to be fair and that is very much it but i do like the fact that the women that jules catfishes as her dad call her out about it and they're like why would you do that that's so inappropriate yeah. like one of them um does end up like she says Talking it beforehand, I think. It, like, I think yeah. that's before, because it's before she's met. Like, literally, mm-hmm. she sends a first message and Jules replies going, hey, mm-hmm. I just want to be real. I set this profile up for my dad. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm actually, like, 16 and whatever. And I think that's a different thing because it's not like they've mm-hmm. been thinking that they've been speaking to... Because this is the other thing. It's like, I really feel like there's a lot of... Mm-hmm when it comes to being a single woman online, there's mm-hmm. already a lot of danger if yeah. you go to a place that you're mating up with a strange man mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you don't know. Is like, that's already going to be difficult and strange and scary. And then yeah. you find out, oh no, this guy doesn't actually know who I am. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, his daughter set me up with him. Cool. Great. Now this mm-hmm. is even like, you know what I mean? It, it just, it's like a lot of red flags. A lot yeah. of red flags. I really thought he was going to end up with his ex yeah me too but that didn't happen no um, it would have happened in my version of it they would have gone on lots of dates and yeah and then he would have like sat down with his like he would have been like i'm just doing it to make jules happy because mm-hmm. she really wants me to meet someone and blah 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 and then jules will see like him with his best friend and be like mm-hmm. well maybe you don't need someone like that to make you happy and you're like yeah. maybe they wouldn't have even ended up together romantically but it's like oh she's dealing with some stuff with some kids mm-hmm. you're going to be in this big empty house on your own mm-hmm. they're in rent or accommodation that isn't really suitable why don't you get them to move in why don't you just like help what i would have really 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 loved is that 
she like you know Jules sees that there is this kinship and companionship mm-hmm. between mm-hmm. these two individuals and it doesn't have to be romantic mm-hmm. and that she's struggling with her two kids and like they're in shitty accommodation that's not really suitable and da, 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 da. and he goes why don't you move in with me not like that oh, but just move yeah. in with me I have mm-hmm. space like I'm in this big house it'll be really nice there's a garden for the kids to play like it's a perfect situation mm-hmm. we can be friends and like help each other you know it takes a village to raise some children that's how it is and it's like a beautiful platonic story about mm. finding companionship without having to be disrespectful to your you know disrespectful words yeah. you know without without worrying about desecrating the memory of your ex-wife mm-hmm. or whatever it just felt like there needed to be more joy and love in this movie as a resolution like yeah i'm sure that wasn't what they were trying to do i'm sure that's what Mm -hmm. they were were weren't trying to achieve but then why call it my dad's christmas day yeah yeah agreed and that's yeah that's it it's like it needed to have more awareness on like david's part he needed to actively want to be dating as well and this is the thing is because they've set it like a year after the bereavement it's just too fresh it's just it's too real like it's not enough time for it to breathe it's not enough time for him to maybe if it's a relationship it. when you're 16 and it's a yeah. year that's one thing but mm-hmm. like they were married they have mm-hmm. a child together yeah. they're like you know it's it takes some time to deal with that mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and like that's before you even get to the fact that like a teenage daughter is a complicated being um you know like the fact that she's Mm -hmm. so antagonistic so many times like the thing with the boyfriend when she hides her boyfriend behind her door but then she pulls him out anyway i'm like one that's putting your boyfriend on the spot and that's not like cool and two it's putting your dad on the spot why don't you tell him that you have the boyfriend in the first place but then obviously this is the whole thing where it highlights how fractured their relationship is and how yeah. separate they are and stuff but like she doesn't feel like she can communicate with yeah. him but then when she does mm-hmm. communicate with him it's just antagonistic and rude so yeah it, yeah it's it's, it's tr- exhausting it's, right it's, yeah oh, i'm tired just talking about it <laughs> <laughs> but anyway they don't yeah. do what i think they do mm-hmm. what they think they obviously have this beautiful moment in the graveyard well not beautiful moment they have a moment in the graveyard where they yeah. kind of talk about it like i think he discovers his wife's old mobile which for some reason still has battery and is charged because oh, Jules has been coping with her mum's death by listening to voicemails that she's left, right? And that's what she does every now and then. Or she le- no, sorry, she, she leaves voicemails. She calls her mum yeah. and leaves voicemails mm-hmm. as if she's asking for advice. And she just goes, oh, I just need to vent or yeah. I just need to talk about this or whatever. And that's, she calls. And like, there is a moment in the movie mm-hmm. earlier where she calls and goes, hey, I know you're really busy. I or like, I know I can't talk to you, but I just really wanted to meant talk to someone about this and like yeah and leaves a message and at that moment i was like i bet that's she's mm-hmm. calling her like mum's old voice message mm-hmm. um but yeah and then the dad obviously finds the phone and there's mm-hmm. like a hundred messages there's like a lot you know mm-hmm. even over yeah over two years 115 or 120 messages there's a lot of messages to have left for it, it, knowing you're not going to get a response mm-hmm. and it was clearly became her coping mechanism with it yeah um mm-hmm. if that she was didn't want to talk to anyone else about it she just wanted to talk to her mom and mm-hmm. that's you know obviously very sad and, and very telling of their their relationship and and that debt that that she now feels within her life mm-hmm. of not having that person she can talk to and it was i think a bit of a wake-up call for the dad that maybe yeah. he's been so head buried in his own grief mm-hmm. that he hasn't actually realized that he hasn't been there for his daughter other yeah. than to, you know it's all one thing to keep ferrying her around to all of her hobbies that she does and like mm-hmm. taking her to choir practice or whatever but like it just didn't really feel like real yeah. and then right right at the end of the movie after they have this resolution mm-hmm. um she, he, they're in church 
mm-hmm. sure. She is singing the solo to Once in Royal David City, which is actually a really big deal in church terms for Christmas. I don't know whether you know okay. that, but no, I know I that. It is a mm-hmm. it is a real like it's a a kind of rite of passage. Uh okay. it's normally reserved for like the best singers within the choir to sing the solo for Once in Royal David City. And like okay. there's a lot of competition around getting that solo mm-hmm. uh in church world. So right. you know, it's, it's a big deal. It's normally reserved for male singers, like mm-hmm. young boys, which is like sexist and bullshit. So I'm glad to see her doing it and that's good. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, so she did the solo verse and then there is a, a lovely lady there who he meets called Helen and they have a little little chin wag and it's clearly mm-hmm. toying with the idea that maybe there is something there yeah um that they will eventually uh, uh, something will blossom from them meeting at church yeah i think so like it's it's fairly hopeless for most of this film and to be honest like i'm gonna say it now we're gonna make this episode very short because i didn't hate it but i didn't love it and i don't have enough to say about it to kind of keep you all here or to keep Bex here because she also didn't like it that much. No. It it was yeah, it was a tough film to watch because it is so emotional. So if you personally are struggling with something, perhaps don't be watching this. Like it yeah. is very bleak. It's bleaker than Christmas on the Square. If you want to watch something that is bleak but laugh, go watch Christmas on the Square. Christmas on the Square. Like, yeah. This know. is really I honestly think this is this is probably one of the worst ones that we've we've watched. In yeah. terms of just like mm-hmm. t- kind of being tedious, kind yeah. of bleak. It felt really long. It was only 90 minutes, but it yeah. felt really really long. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just not the best. Not the best. No. I'm going to give this one Vanessa Hudgens. Fair. Out fair. of 5. Yeah, I think, I think one is is about right. There's like a couple of moments which are redeeming and nice, and there's a couple of characters. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I I don't want this to be like mean on the actors or mean on the. <laughs> it's just that I just didn't really like the script. I didn't yeah. really like the premise. I don't think that the title the the way that it was set up and the way mm-hmm. that it was kind of advertised the trailer for it the synopsis of it mm-hmm. all of that made it seem different from what it actually was and it yeah. was a lot darker not you know not in like a horror movie way but just a lot like bleaker than mm-hmm. uh, i i thought it was going to be and that that was a bit disappointing yeah. because i think there is a good premise within that and mm-hmm. they could have done something very exciting and fun and silly and joyful mm-hmm. and still had the same message come through of like communication and being there mm-hmm. for each other in a difficult time even if it's a parent and child situation where you don't always get on and you're mm-hmm. night and day different you can still find a common ground to to support each other and yeah. that that wasn't really that that wasn't really the message that came through at the end it was no. just like it was it was just essentially bleak like mm-hmm. it is very accurate in the fact that like the uk there's not actually a lot of snow on the ground at christmas time and i thought that that mm-hmm. kind of set up the film for pretty much how it was gonna be it's kind of christmas but it's not christmas realism yeah that's what it felt like and that's the thing and i think you're right there were so many other fun ways that this could have been done if they'd wanted to lean into more of an American style because again like Jeremy Piven is supposed to be American in this film so why not lean into that kind of cheesy rom-com style or if you're wanting to do like more British style go like Love Actually kind of root and stuff but this is what we've mm-hmm. talked about before especially with uh, like Lost at Christmas is you can yeah. want to make a holiday rom-com but it's very easy to miss the mark and yeah. I think it's very culturally different as well the styles of rom-coms that are put out between the us and the uk yeah 
I, I don't feel like this is going to become one that's uh, mm-hmm. a well-established cult classic. You know what I mean? Like this is no, it's very forgettable, and you mm-hmm. do want to forget about it. Yeah, and I and I feel really bad because I didn't know it was going to be this way. Because now we've got a, the movie we're talking about tomorrow is also really down and depressing. So it's like, <laughs> oh no, no, oh, it's okay. A, a double like, whammy. At least the happiest season. We talk about a lot of other. Yeah, it's a a different kind of thing. It's very different. I mean, if you want to listen to some happier episodes, you can go back to day one of the seven days where we reviewed Single All the Way, which we loved. Um, Love Hard was great as well. That's probably one. They're they're my top two for this year, I think, other than Princess Switch because we love. But (laughs) and then yesterday we were reviewing Let It Snow, which is another like teenage love actually style episode. and then, yeah, tomorrow we're back with Happy Season. But you want to join us for some real joy? Join us on day five for yet another trip to the Netflix cinematic universe. And you know we're going to bring the joy for that one. Yes, 100%. <laughs> that was very, that was very good. Very, very good. Always love the Netflix. MPCA always get it right. What can I, what can I say? They just know how to make a good Christmas movie other than Christmas Prince 2. But they learned their lesson. They learned it and they haven't released yeah. a bad one since. An economic crisis does not a Christmas movie make. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. Um, if you want to share your opinions on my dad's Christmas day, you can tweet at us at Jingle Bells Pod, um, or you can come visit us on Instagram. You can also go to Coffee, where we're going to have lots of roundups. Um, I believe this week we are going to be putting out some cocktail recipes to see y'all Ooh. through the holiday season and potentially Happy watching my dad's Christmas day. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Wine is a good thing to have for this movie. Jesus. Yeah. But thank you so much for listening. Um, if you did feel like supporting us on coffee, we'd very much appreciate it. Um, yes, please. Because we would like to come back for a third season, I think. Ooh, but we need <laughs> some money. Yes, please. Um, Merry Christmas, everybody. And we will see you tomorrow for Happiest Season. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Santa, I've been good this year. Thank you for listening to Jingle Bells. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It means a lot and makes a huge difference. You can find us online at Jingle Bells Pod or listen along on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or with your preferred podcast provider. None of them help.